0: Welcome to In It 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 Together. Together. I'm Jay.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Excited to be here.
0: Good. So here we are at it again. What are we talking about today?
1: Today I think is going to be a really special episode. We're talking about trauma gifts or the gifts that we get from our trauma.
0: Yeah, that's a very important topic. We've dealt with so much of the trauma and, you know, the self improvement aspects, right? I think it's important that we acknowledge what trauma has given us.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, trauma doesn't have to defeat us or define us. And I actually did a video on this, and someone had asked me, you know, do you consider trauma to be positive? I've got a lot of hate with that. A lot of people were like, oh, trauma is not positive. I'm not saying that the trauma itself was positive but you can transform your grief into something positive and see the gifts that you got from it. And that's true healing. So trauma doesn't have to defeat us.
0: Yeah, that's part of this journey, right? It's a huge important part of the journey, right? Is to start to see the gifts you know, or the positives or transforming that negative that happened to you into something positive.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think one of the biggest things is, is that like, when you think of human suffering, we all have it. We all have, whether it's big T traumas, little t, or micro traumas, they're there. It's what we do with it afterwards that truly makes the difference. It's how we transform what happened to us in a way that can help propel us forward so that what we went through doesn't completely break us. It molds us. And so how can we take what happened to us to change our own paths and to help those around us? This is where it really does take a village, you know, because if we allow our traumas to define us and to defeat us, then hurt people hurt people. And we continue this vicious cycle. And so, you know, healing is is not just for us. We're not responsible for what happened to us, but we are sure as responsible for our healing. So finding your gift is where you can start.
0: Well said. Definitely well said. <laughs> and we wouldn't be here, you know. Me and you, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our traumas, yep. right? We wouldn't be creating a podcast or you wouldn't have gone into, you know, the TikTok videos if it hadn't been for the journey that we took, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So it is part of the that this journey. And as much as acknowledging and seeing all these, you know, things that, that we want to change, It is part of the change, right? Right. Taking that, all those negative feelings, emotions, traumas, and transforming them into something useful in our lives that makes the difference, that makes that journey worth taking.
1: I think that's really important. A lot of people said, you know, well, what do you mean by gifts, gifts of trauma? My trauma broke me. So I I think it would be helpful where I can give you some examples of gifts seen with common diagnoses and then talk about our own gifts. I think that that might be interesting. What do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely because we touched upon it a bit, little bit of with the RAD, right? In our yeah. last mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, well, a couple podcasts ago we talked about RAD reactive attachment disorder and how I have that. And then uh, we, we we touched a little bit about, you know, how in our previous podcast when it came to fear, how that actually helped me process fear in a way that was a lot more productive for me and in turn that you know i helped you recognize and realize the your own fear and approach it in a different way so again rad for me was even though it was a very a big negative in my life i was able to use it and how it reprogrammed my brain to handle fear became a positive for me and in turn you know helped you you know transform fear into something positive for you
1: exactly like and so let me give you some examples so so for example let's let's look at depression right if you look at the gifts that come with depression typically people who are depressed actually manifest or have higher intelligence in the ability to see things from a very realistic point of view which is super helpful in life when you get a lot going on they can just see things for what they are And when you can see things for what they are, you can make better decisions about it. People don't realize this, but people who are depressed, when we talk about having like a higher, you know, intelligence, it's because they are so much usually in their heads than more people that they analyze things completely different and from perspectives that other people don't necessarily do. So is depression itself a gift? No, nobody wants to feel depressed all the time. But there are some things from it that you can take that can totally transform how you manage your depression when you're having a tough time from it and how you can see the positives that have come from it and how you can help yourself and you can help others. And that connection that adds value to your life and kind of reduces the stigma behind having depression and increases your resilience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Coming from someone that deals with depression, right? I have depression. I've said that in our podcast several times. That is something that I have to deal with on, you know, there are cycles. I, I cycle through my depressions. So coming from someone that deals with it, with this as an ongoing issue, I can absolutely talk and say that, that yes, it's a horrible affliction to deal with, but absolutely it's given me so much more perspective Um, and so much more insight into myself that I probably wouldn't have had had I not gone through the depression. And again, not not everyone that is depressed or that deals with depression has the same outlook, but therein lies that journey, right? Once you start to work through your depression and start to recognize it for what it is and do the techniques that we talk about, that's when you start to see, I don't wanna say the benefit, but you can start to transform that affliction from something very negative which it is into something that can help you through this self-improvement journey that we all would hope to take right yeah because like you said these are that introspection is something that's very helpful in in, in what we're doing and that is is in a large part a gift that the affliction has given me
1: yeah and i i wholeheartedly agree with that. And, you know, I'll talk a little bit about myself here. Like, let's talk about anxiety. People with anxiety have this uncanny ability to connect on levels that other people just cannot. And they are typically very creative and artistic. And I think what what's really difficult at times is learning to manage the energy that comes with being anxious. But for me, I don't think I would change it. Like, I always think about that anxiety is what has me sitting here in this podcast anxiety has me on tiktok helping people every single day anxiety helps me help coach people anxiety has given me a gift to read people in a way that no one else has ever read them to connect with people in a way that makes them feel safe and it's just this completely different level i get really super excited when i talk to people um i can't help it it's just something that happens with me but it's what makes me me and it's what people love about me. And so, yeah. And, and in terms of creative and, and artistic and things like that, I, I see that within myself. So if you have anxiety, you you can look at it from that perspective and you can say, this really helps me connect. And also there was this huge study that was done that shows that if you take someone with anxiety and you stick them in the room with like 300 people, they can immediately start spotting out certain people and certain personalities, people that they could talk to, people that they could make friends with just by being in the room. And I was reading up on that. And I think about the jobs that I had and the big meetings that I would have. And I could target the people that I could easily connect with and that I knew, oh, don't talk to that person over there. They're not right. Or this could be your friend. Um, So that those are gifts. Those are gifts.
0: Yeah, because you you innately you and I've seen this firsthand, right? The <laughs> you bond with people on a on on such a level and so quickly, mm-hmm. um, and that's just an in- innate ability within you. And I think I think you know that's a that's a gift all into itself. But that anxiety, that anxious energy that you bring to th- to to you know situations, right, has been a in a big way a big benefit, right? Um, because like you you've said to me several times like when you were back out, out in the field and you had these big meetings that you had to yep. conduct everyone would turn to you and it was that anxious energy that that propelled you right and again it, you you probably didn't recognize or realize that at the time but it was that anxious energy that helped you right that helped you connect with people that helped you lead people because of that and and again we can this is what we're talking about right it's it's taking something and changing the 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 way we approach and the way we think of things, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I can also say too when I was when I did like inter- uh, investigations with uh, Care and Protections for child abuse, I would go into some of the sca- I mean, there would be people in my office being like I'm not going on that street. I'm not going to the house. I was like send me. I could defuse any situation. i just walk in myself. What you cooking for dinner? Like I did not have no qualms about asking questions because it it diffused it took people from an anxious state to a safe space and that's why I was a really damn good at what I did because I could do that and I think that that's you know where my gifts came so now you know you know we we can even look at ADHD you know people who have ADHD I think it's like I think the statistic was three times more likely to run their own business than someone without because they can multitask like no one else's business You know, that's what ADHD is, bumping here, bumping here, bumping here. Very, very productive doing that, people with ADHD. And I did this video on TikTok that got a lot of views, and it was how the ADHD brain works. And it's just, it's phenomenal. Like if the ADHD brain is beautiful, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's literally structured differently than a brain that does not have that same construct. And I think it's when we start to look at the gifts that we get, when we start to look at the positives that can come from that we can then take our afflictions if you will and apply them in ways that can propel us like no other thing could do for us and i think that i think people get stuck up oh i'm adhd you know and, and there's a lot of stigma against mental health in general but oh the ADHD, that kid's off the wall that person can't pay attention let's look at the fact that that person's adhd i can give them 10 tasks and they can hit on every one of them That person can, you know, do this or this person can do that. If we start seeing ourselves and placing ourselves in a position where we can be successful, we can then take from our trauma and really take the gifts from it and be successful. How can my trauma help me determine what it is that I'm going to do? What can I do with it? That's what it has given us. Yeah, it sucked having to go through it. It was painful and man, I wouldn't want to go through it again, but I wouldn't want my life any other way. So that means I'd have to go back and go through all that crap again because I love what I'm able to do because of it.
0: Yeah, it's just a, it's a mental mind shift. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we're talking about. It's shifting from victim mentality to, you know, a survivor, a thrive mentality. Right. Right. That's what's important. Right. And, and we see that, you know, in artists in particular. Right. Well, a lot of the best artists deal with depression, bipolar hugely prevalent in the art, yeah, Demi Lovato, art, we'll artist consider. community, right? Yep. If, you know, singers and, art, you know, any anything to do with arts, you see that a lot. And it's not just a coincidence why so many, you know, artists deal with these afflictions. And again, not to minimize any of these in any way, they're 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 you know terrible afflictions that we that the that you know unfortunately we have to deal with, but it's about switching that mentality from a victim mentality to a thrive mentality to saying you know I'm 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 going to own these things that these traumas that 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 are molding me like you said right into the person that I want to be,
1: right? And you know I I just think that there needs to be needs to be more emphasis on that. You know, let's remove the stigma. Let's look at, at mental health. You know, it'd be great. Let's, let's stop abusing people. Let's, let's stop torturing people. We need to work on that. But for all the cases that we can't prevent, how can we then transform it? And I think that that's, that's where the prevention comes from, is teaching transferring of our you know our pain to our gifts and stuff because then history won't won't repeat itself when we can start focusing on the gifts and when we have children we won't repeat what happened to us and that's how you can stop it you know we can't go back in time we can only move forward and, and something else like OCD there's a huge stigma against oh obsessive compulsive disorder you know people with OCD do very very well learning new skills because they they like to fixate on things until they get it done right so People who have that specific mental health diagnosis do extremely well placed in positions where new things pop up that they need to figure things out. They're great at testing things. They're great at trying to figure out what's causing this issue. They're great problem solvers. But they're not seen as that. It's just, oh, this, you know, they're obsessed over this trying to do this one thing over and over and over again. And it's it's. For a lot, it could be debilitating in people's lives, but how can they take that and put that onto something positive? How can they get the same relief with what they're dealing with, but transform it into a gift that they can then find beneficial for themselves and somebody else? How can they start taking control of that? And again, I don't wanna minimize how painful trauma is. There's days when I just, I cannot function. Ask me on those days how I feel about my gifts. Remind me, and that's gonna be what's gonna propel me into the next day because I know that I'm not going to be here forever. I just got to ride it out, you know.
0: You bring up OCD and that's important because um, that can be brought on by like trauma, trauma, but it also is defined or is as kind of a, a mental disorder, right? Something that you're you just aren't, there's something not wired correctly, right? Uh, so we're dealing with a lot of these disorders. And some of them are, you know, have have been brought on by trauma. And some of them are, you know, just you're born with with these these things. And to a to a much further extent, we can also talk about autism, right? And there's a new term word that that I became familiar with, right? neurodivert
1: Neuro uh, neurodivergent.
0: Yes, neurodivergent, right? when I heard that term and I read the definition about what neurodivergent is and and that's really dealing with the different spectrums of autism right um, and not to not to go off on too much of a tangent here, but what is normal? you know and that's what that's the question that came to my mind, right? What is normal? We talk about you know uh, you know the normal brain opposed to the trauma brain opposed to you know the autistic brain or what spectrum you fall in that in a lot of ways, you know, if you study uh, autism, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of thinking behind autism as being an evolution, not so much an affliction, but an evolution of how our minds are wired, right? And and I believe that to a certain extent, right? I believe that there is no normal. There's only what's normal to you, right? And Instead of again, like like we're talking about here, right? Instead of demonizing or, or, or looking at these things as as crippling weaknesses, we can look at these things as strengths, as gifts.
1: Yep, superpowers.
0: Exactly. As long as we acknowledge them and use them, redefine them, and make them useful in our in, in in our everyday life.
1: I think that was awesome the way that you said that, and I think any parent listening right now. That has a child with autism or that is neurodivergent. I mean, ADHD is considered neurodiversity. I can guarantee that they're smiling just to think that other people view their children as having amazing, brilliant minds and less being of an affliction, but an evolution of something amazing. So great, great points.
0: So we're going to take a quick pause here for a special message. We'll be right back and we'll delve into identifying these gifts in ourselves and, and how to Appropriately maximize them. So we'll be right back.
1: We want to take a moment to thank our listeners for all their continued support. If you like the show, please consider supporting us via Venmo at Q Courtney. That's the letter Q, ask Courtney. Any amount is appreciated and will help us to be here with you on your self improvement journey. You can also reach us at podcast with an S at com. That's E P I C P H a n y media.com thank you now back to our podcast
0: so we've been talking about uh trauma gifts and we i, I want to start talking about how do, do you identify these gifts
1: so here's the thing um most people are like i i don't i don't know where do i start how do i figure this out i mean I have ADHD. I can't think, right? You know, or I'm, I'm depressed or i have anxious. I want you to look at what you're naturally good at. And you actually did this for me without even acknowledging it. Like what I was initially in, in college for and stuff. Like you were like, you're good with kids and people. So find something within that and you'll be successful. <laughs> no matter what you do, just be able to connect with people. So, you know, like I said, I, I coach, I mean, photography is my, you know, my passion and stuff. I haven't really been doing much of that because everything else, but Find what you're naturally good at and write those things down. You know, that's the first thing that you can do. So if you're naturally good at connecting and making friends, eh, we'll write that down. If you're naturally great at you're just, any new skill, you can pick it up like nothing. Like you can look at something and draw it. That's artistic. Like I can look at anything and I can draw it. Boom, you write that down. Start writing down things that come natural to you. That's where you can start. That's one thing that you can do to start identifying your gifts. The next thing is, and, and I always say this, and this can probably go with look at what you're naturally good at is, you know, also assess what comes easily to you. What do you don't have to really put a lot of effort into? You just, you're just great at it. You just know it. Like some people are good at just throwing food together and cooking. Some people are just fantastic at, you know, drawing and painting or, you know, putting things together and taking things apart, fixing things, organizing, you know, what are you really, really good at? That's something else that you can start looking at. And You know, start to figure out by, you know, identifying aspects of your personality that, you know, came from the trauma and how that trauma changed you. So think back to before trauma happened, if you can. Think about how you responded then. How did you handle certain situations? And compare it to how you do it now. That's going to help show the difference of what trauma has done or given to you. And that's going to help you, again, extract or extrapolate from your experience what could potentially be a gift.
0: All right. So start to play devil's advocate here. So um, you dealt with a lot of abandonment issues, right? So I, I want to give, give our listeners some clear examples on how to identify and how to see these things. So you have abandonment issues, of course, right? You fawn, do a, all these things. How, have, how do you transform that into a gift?
1: I don't give up on people if I'm committed to something, I'm fucking committed to it because I'm not going to abandon anybody. I don't care what someone does to me. I don't care what someone says to me. I don't care how many times I cry or whatever it is. I will not abandon somebody that I care about. So I am dedicated and I am committed. There needs to come with some boundaries. I think it's important, but I'm committed. I think that that's that commitment is huge in anything that you do. And that's what makes me successful because I can take that commitment which turns into drive. And no matter what I put my mind to, I'm committed to it because I'm not going to d- abandon myself, period. And also what that has given me, you know, what the whole fawning thing is, is that I take care of people really well when it comes to certain things. I'm very nurturing in that. Now, sometimes people don't want to be fond at. People don't want me to take care of them. And I have to accept the rejection of, I didn't ask for that. Leave me alone. But when used appropriately, with appropriate boundaries, without taking too much from myself, I can give people what they need in that moment to feel loved and secured, and that's a gift.
0: yeah, and I again, I've seen this thing firsthand in everything you do with <laughs> with, with with you know with myself, with people that you deal with uh, with all the your you know the, the people that you coach even
1: people that I coach, I'm committed to them. I'm I'm greatly committed to them. You know, there's a fine line where it's like, okay, people's problems aren't my problems and I have to work on self-care and stuff. But that's what makes me really good at what I do is because I know what it feels like to have every single person that you've ever loved leave you, whether through death, tragedy, or just not giving a shit about you. And I will not be that to somebody else. I won't, I just won't do it. One of my people that I coach sent me a message the other day that says, please don't leave me you know, cause they were struggling and having a bad day and they felt like they weren't getting the sort, don't give up on me. I was like, I'm not going to give up on you. I won't. If you give up on yourself, I can't help you. As long as you don't give up, I'm not going to give up on you. So that's what abandonment has given me. It's given me the gift of commitment and dedication to another person to give them that so that they can feel comfortable and secure in who they are and that they don't repeat the feelings of abandonment in themselves.
0: That's great you couldn't I couldn't ask for a better example
1: <laughs> yeah you set that up real well
0: so let's talk about transforming our grief into these gifts
1: yeah well so how can you transform your pain you know like what can you do about it and like I said I, I've talked you know about plenty of things you know art creativity photography acts of service fixing things starting your own business supporting other people analyzing things problem solving. Trauma gives us these ability to do these things. Yeah, depressed. I'm anxious. I feel all these things. But my depression allows me to see things from a realistic point of view, which means I ain't going to get duped up with all this other bullshit. I know realistically what I'm dealing with. Yeah, I'm really anxious about this, but I can connect with that person so deeply that I'll get what I want from that. I'll make that happen. I'll help them get what they want. You can be a go-getter. Having someone with anxiety on your team, you are apt to get in success because that person's going to feel so anxious until that shit is done and it's done right. How can you transform it? It's really looking at it like a superpower. That's what I've been able to do. So these past few days that I've, I've felt off, I've been emotionally drained. I realize that I'm all energy. So I give myself to everything that I do and then I feel depleted. That's just a superpower. Now what I'm going to start doing is visualizing myself charging my battery like Superwoman in my head plugging into a really good book where i don't have to help anybody but i have to figure out what this love interest is and who killed who this is going to be fun i'm just recharging my battery recharging myself
0: it really is just a mental shift it's being able to you know again you can you can either play the poor me like you know you talked about adhd and it's funny that you say that because i've i know so many business owners that are in the business that they're in because they couldn't work anywhere else
1: and why couldn't they work anywhere else because they had ADHD, because they exactly. They foc- exactly they couldn't focus.
0: Exactly, they couldn't focus, focus on one the, the task. But they they turn around and they become very successful entrepreneurs and very successful at owning their own business because or of several that. businesses. Exactly because of that,
1: people with ADHD are fantastic landlords because they have several different properties that they can take care of. People with ADHD are great at investing because they can invest in more than one company and they can stay on top of stocks and they can do those things. You can become a millionaire you know, with doing these things. So,
0: and it's all, like I said, it's all about that mental mind shift. The, the moment that you, that you decide that my trauma is not going to dictate my life. My trauma isn't who I am, but I'm going to use it to mold it into what I want it to be. Once you have that mental shift, once that happens, you know, and we all, like I said, if you're here with us, listening to us, is because I'm hoping that you want to take that step, right? You want to take go into this journey of self-improvement, go into this journey of self-healing, and turning these traumas into our gifts is that ultimate—and I want to say end because it never ends— But it is the culmination of all the hard work that you've put into yourself. So
1: there's who you are because of your trauma. You never, you didn't get to decide the trauma. You didn't get to decide how painful it had to be. You just turned out to be this way. When you transform your trauma and you look at your gifts, you get to dictate who you become. That is the difference. The trauma has molded you, the gifts help you dictate what you are going to mold yourself into over what you have. And that is huge. And that is finding gratitude in your resilience. That is finding the grace and the pain. And that is saying, you know what? Trauma molded me into who I am in this moment. Now it's my turn to transform myself. So I'm going to take the gifts from my trauma and I'm going to completely reinvent myself and be who I've always wanted to be despite everything I've been through. That's it. That's it. I mean that's absolutely that's that's what it is. so I you know i I don't know I, I could probably talk for days on this, but I really want our listeners to just sit and just let this marinate
0: yeah digest it all and hopefully this you know motivates you to change your mindset, change the way you approach things, and say, and if you haven't already started on your journey to self-improvement, you know this I you hope can is start today exactly you can start right now. Because again, that's, and we're always growing, we're always evolving and changing. But when you can take what's happened to you and change it into a positive, it's the best gift that you can give yourself. It
1: no longer controls you, it no longer defines you, you're no longer broken, you're in control. It's a mental mind shift. So I hope today that you hear this and you are ready to find your superpowers, to use them, to change your life, to change the lives around you and to start finally living, to go from victim to surviving to thriving.
0: And when you're ready to take that journey and you want someone to help you identify those, you know, Courtney's a coach. You can reach out to us via email to get some more information and we'd love to hear you go through this journey.
1: Yeah, we want to hear about it. You know, if, if you're listening to this right now and you just at an aha moment, we want to hear it. We want to hear what you think your gifts are. I want you to come on and talk to us about that.
0: And we could have you as a guest on in, on the podcast. So love to hear from you guys. And we'll end it here. I hope you got a lot of information here today. I hope it impacted you in some way. And we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you email us or reach out to us in any way and let us know.
1: So, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at ask.courtney, on Instagram at Courtney underscore, and on YouTube at Courtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at Podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com.
0: We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe.
1: Remember, there's no shame in asking for help.
0: Till next time.